Sachem Perkei Mishnah Dalid 5.4, more on the technicalities around the offering of the Korban Pesach. The topic of this Mishnah is the restriction of having chametz in one's possession and offering the Korban Pesach. So there are two psukim that forbid this. The first says, this is a Pasuk in Shmos, it says, Lo sizbach al chametz dam zivchi. You shall not offer the blood of my offering literally on chametz, but it's understood meaning in, while you're in possession of chametz. That's one Pasuk. It talks about tizbach, to off, the verb there is to offer an offering. Ban Shmos, Chav Gimel Ches, it says, Lo sishchat al chametz dam zivchi. You shall not shecht, slaughter, richly slaughter, the blood of my offering while in possession of chametz. And that Pasuk continues on and says, V'lo yalin laboker zevach chaga Pesach. You shall not leave the Pesach offering over until the morning. So that second Pasuk is clearly referring to the Korban Pesach. The question is, the first Pasuk just refers to dam zivchi, the blood of my offering, and it's inexplicit which offering we're talking about over here. And adding a little bit to the ambiguity, there's two Pesachim that seem to say the same thing. So the question is whether that first passage I read to you is a reference to the Korban Pesach or to perhaps other Korbanos or another Korban that we're talking about not owning Pesach, owning Chametz while offering it. So there are basically three interpretations of that in the Mishnah over here. The Chacham, we're going to say, both refer to the Korban Pesach and its restriction against Shechem the Korban Pesach, on Ere Pesach, while in possession of Chametz. Rabbi Yehuda is going to have a second approach. He's going to say there are two different Pesachim because it's referring to two different Korbanos. One, the Korban Pesach, and the other, Zivchi, my Korban, refers to the Korban Tamid Shalben Harabayim on the 14th, the Korban Tamid, the daily offering, which Hashem refers to as um, Lachmi, my, my, my food, as it were, um, and it's like Hashem's personal offering, if you will, and therefore it's understood that the zivchi of that pasuk in Shmos that I read before is referring to the korban tamid shel ben harbaim, the one can't own chametz when it's offered in the fourteenth of the afternoon. And then Rabbi Shimon's approach is something that's radically different. Rabbi Shimon understands there are two psukim because there are two separate, almost like independent isurim. One is referring to the korban pesach, the other referring to any korbanos. And his understanding is there are two different psukim that are coming in contrast one against the other, that the Korban Pesach may not be brought on the 14th while in possession of Chametz, and the other Korbanos, aside from the Korban Pesach, because the Korban Pesach is not relevant after the 14th, other Korbanos may not be brought on Pesach while in possession of Chametz. That restriction doesn't apply at all to the 14th in the afternoon, except with respect to the Korban Pesach, but other Korbanos are not relevant. So, Rabbi Yehuda says it's the time frame for both Psukim are Erev Pesach, the 14th in the afternoon, and the two Psukim tell you Korban Pesach and Tamit Shalbein Harabayim, whereas Rabbi Shimon says they're two separate time frames as well as two different Korbanos in reference. The first is talking, one is talking about Erev Pesach, the Korban Pesach, and one is talking about on Pesach, everything else besides the Korban Pesach. Okay, that's the, the, the backstory here. Now, just um, to understand Rabbi Shimon should do a little better before he gets into the words here. 
there's a general rule which is laid out in the beginning of Maseches Zvachim that, as we said in yesterday's or whatever a couple of Mishnahs ago, we said that a korban should be brought lishmo for the sake of the particular category of offering that it is meant to be. Now, if one offers a Pesach shalol lishmo, and having in mind another korban, we already learned that it is invalidated. The korban Pesach is useless, has to be burned. And that rule applies also to a chatas, the sin offering. But the other six categories of offerings, ola, asham, shlamim, meiser, bechor, toda, all those, if they're not brought the shema, the offering is still kosher. It's just that the people who had to bring a carbon don't get credit for it. So a person has to bring an asham because he did meila, let's say. So if he brings his asham to the base mikdash and the person doing the shechita or the kabbalah or the halach or the zrika of the blood of the that asham has a mind, this should be for a for a chatas, let's say. So then the poor fellow who did meila is not Yoti's obligation to bring an offering. He has to bring another one, but the meat of that offering can still be eaten. It's a the carbon is not invalid per se. Just the bile and the person has to bring the carbon don't get credit for it. I and mean, that rule applies to everything besides for Pesach and the Korban Pesach and a Korban Chatos. Okay? So, uh, with all that in mind, the mission says inside, Hashochet esa Pesach alechametz, if a person slaughters his Korban Pesach while in possession of chametz, over below sasa, he violates a negative commandment. So that's the Pesach we read before. And the basic point of our Mishnah, the simple point of our Mishnah, is that although he violates an Isr Doraisa, we already knew that from the Pesukim, but what we didn't necessarily know is that he's only going to be liable for transgressing the Isr Doraisa, but his Korban Pesach remains valid. So they can bring their Korban Pesach home, and they'll, and they'll, uh, the Chabur will eat it, etc. Everything will be fine. But the fellow who did the, who did the Shechita with, well, in possession of chametz, he will be liable to Malchus lashes for violating the Torah. Now, the truth is that the Korban Pesach is being brought for all the people in the Chabura, all the people who are Manui, who are registered for that particular offering. And this restriction of offering, slaughtering the, the Korban Pesach while in possession of chametz actually refers to anyone in the Chabura being in a possession of chametz. So the person who shechts it will be liable um, whether he is the one who owns chametz or someone else in the chabura owns chametz, there is a question in the mafarshim if the person who owns the chametz is also over the law or only the person who's doing the shechita himself. Because the pasuk says don't slaughter, so for sure the slaughtering guy is liable. But perhaps the person who owns the chametz as part of the chabura for whom the carbon pesach is being brought is also over the law of having the carbon pesach offered on his behalf while owning chametz. All this, of course, in addition to the separate isurim, unrelated and on our topic, of Bal Yira and Bal Yimatzeh, prohibitions against um, owning, possessing chametz on Pesach. That's a side point, but fine. So, therefore, the Tanakhama holds, there are two verses, they both refer to the same thing, they're referring to the Korban Pesach, and they're restricting the one from bringing the Korban Pesach on in his proper time, on the afternoon of the 14th of Nisan, while in possession, he or anyone else in the Chabura, of chametz. Straightforward. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Af Hatamid. Rabbi Yehuda says, in addition to 
this love applying to Ere Pesach for the Korban Pesach. It also applies to the offering of the Tamid Shalbein Harabayim, the afternoon daily offering, on Erev Pesach, that it can't be brought while the person who's doing the Shechita, the slaughtering of it, let's say the Kohen, who's doing the Shechita of the Korban Pesach, is in possession of Chametz. And if that Kohen who shechts the, the Tamid on the afternoon of the 14th owns, Pesach, owns Chametz back home, he's over a separate law of shechting the Tamid while in possession of Chametz. And that's what the second Pesach is coming to do. Okay. Now Rabbi Shimon, she said, Rabbi Shimon is more complicated. Now, Rabbi Shimon, I told you the prefatory comments before, but he, one more point here now. If you remember, I pointed out that one verse said, lo sizbach, which is don't offer. A zevach is an offering, it's a noun. Tizbach is like a verb to offer that offering. Al chametz dav zivchi, the blood of my offering while owning chametz. That was one Pasuk. And that Pasuk didn't refer to the Korban Pesach explicitly. And Rabbi Shimon understands it's referring to any Korbanos, except for the Korban Pesach, ironically. The other Pasuk which says, Lo sishchat al chametz dam zivchi, don't tishchat, don't slaughter. And shechita is ritual slaughter that has a particular function. It's killing the animal in such a way that it makes it permitted to be eaten. And this Pasuk says, is explicit that it's referring to the Korban Pesach. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon is going to understand that this verse refers specifically to the Korban Pesach on the 14th in the afternoon. And it's saying that one should not do shechita on such an animal when it is when he is in possession of chametz. Now, shechita is a legal term. And Rabbi Shimon holds the legal term refers specifically to an act of slaughter, which is matir, which makes the meat of the animal that is being slaughtered permitted under Jewish law for consumption by Jews. And if the shechita is for whatever reason invalid, and you can't eat the meat afterwards, so then you can't call it shechita, it's just called killing. Shechita is a technical term which which transforms an animal to being something that you can eat. And if it can't be eaten, it's not called shechita. The way I think useful to think about it is that all animals are sort of essentially headed to be nevelot. Every animal can be nevela. It's just that if you shecht it and it's a kosher animal, you sort of like save it from nevela status and make it shechuta, permitted to be eaten. So in the case of karbanos, things can go wrong. And one of the things that can go wrong, as we said when it comes to Korban Pesach, is shalol lishma. If you have in mind a category of offering other than Korban Pesach, when you shecht the Pesach, so then the offering is invalid. And if it's invalid, it can't be eaten. And if it can't be eaten, then you can't call the act that you did shechita. It wasn't shechita. It was just killing it. Um, but it was an invalid killing which didn't make it permitted to be eaten. And therefore, the verse which says, lo sishchat, don't ritually slaughter to make it permitted to be eaten. My offering on while in possession of Korban Pesach, while in possession of chametz, wouldn't apply because it's not called shechita. You didn't make it edible. So it's not called shechita. It's just killing. And therefore, it'll be often a technicality. So therefore, the Mishnah says inside, Rabbi Shimon Omer, HaPesach Barbasar, on the 14th of Nisan, on the eve of Pesach, that's the one verse, and the Korban Pesach can't be brought in possession while you are in possession of Chametz. But when we say can't be brought, we mean specifically can't be shechted, made permitted to be eaten by ritual slaughter. And therefore, if you do it Lishmo, if you do the Korban Pesach properly, when you when you do the Shechita, etc., you have in mind that it's to be a Korban Pesach, as it should be, so then Chayev, you'll be liable to Malkus, 
Because why? Because the Korban Pesach is a kosher. Uh, the shechita is a legitimate shechita. And you did it while in possession of chametz, so the Pesach said not to do. So therefore, Chayev, you'll be liable to Malkus. But Vishalolishmo, in contrast, if you do offer the Korban Pesach, but you do it in a way that you have the wrong thing in mind, that renders it invalid, since the Korban Pesach is invalid and it can't be eaten, you can't call the act that you did to it shechita, which is killing it. And therefore, when the Pesach says, don't shech the animal while in possession of Chametz, you didn't shech the animal, you killed the animal. And therefore, Patur says, Rabbi Shimon, you'll be exempt from lashes on the Pesach, because of the Pesach of not owning Chametz. You still, of course, will be um, violating the two other Isurim of Bal Yira and Bal of owning Chametz on Pesach, but that's not our point here. Ushar kol As for any other offering, well, the verse that said, don't shecht the Korban Pesach is referring to Arab Pesach, and therefore it has no application, says Rabbi Shimon, to other Korbanos, that's specifically the Korban Pesach. So other Korbanos, if you bring a Chatas or Asham, Ola, etc., on Arab Pesach, including the Tamid, in contrast to Rabbi Yudashita, Bein Lishman, Uvein Shlilishman, whether you did it for the proper category or the improper category, meaning either way, if it's edible or otherwise, Patur, you'll be Patur, you'll be exempt from lashes, because the Prohibition that applies the 14th in the afternoon exclusively applies to the Korban Pesach. And therefore, who care other Korbanos, whether or not they're kosher Korbanos, your fact that you own chametz while you offer them, you shech to them, is irrelevant. Again, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it, all, it would be relevant if it were Tamit Shobin Harbaim, but Rabbi Shimon says, no, not relevant to anything. In contrast, the second Pasuk, which says, Lo Sizbach, don't offer as opposed to L'Sishchat, Don Shecht, applies to all Korbanos, but the time frame which it applies is specifically on Pesach itself, the Moed, the holiday, as opposed to the 14th on Pesach Eve. And therefore, Uva Moed, when it comes to Pesach proper, Lishmo, if you offer Korban Pesach, and Lishmo here means Korban Pesach, take your pencil and write it in there. If you offer it Lishmo for the purpose of bringing a Korban Pesach, then you'll be putter, you'll be exempt. Why will you be exempt? Because you can't bring Korban Pesach during Pesach. The Korban Pesach has to be brought on the 14th on the eve of Pesach. So if you bring Korban Pesach on Pesach proper, it's invalid. Nonsense. You can't do it. And therefore, you'll be exempt because you didn't do an offering. Shalol, and it's not, it's, or, it's not called Shechita. The Bartan is all about the Shechita as I described up to now. The Rambam seems to learn it's the Psul and the offering in general. But in any case, Shalol Lishmo, if, ironically, you bring the Korban Pesach, and you bring it not for the sake of a Korban Pesach, but rather you bring it specifically as a shlamim, a peace offering. So even though the Mishnah says shalolishmo, not for the sake of a Korban Pesach, get out your pencil. It means specifically for the purpose of dafka, a shlamim. So then you'll be chayim, then you'll be liable to Malkus on Pesach for owning chametz while shechting this erstwhile Korban Pesach as a Shlamim. Now the reason why is because the proper thing to do with the Korban Pesach that wasn't offered on Pesach is to offer it as a Shlamim. If we, back in Zvachim we learned that that essentially a, okay, step one, every Korban has to be consecrated as a specific kind of Korban while still alive. So you're going to take this little sheep, you're going to designate and say this on the 14th in the morning and say, this will be my Korban Pesach tonight. Now, if for whatever reason you don't offer that Korban Pesach this, that afternoon, I should say, um, of the 14th, so then what are you supposed to do with this animal? The answer is no problem. The halachas of a Korban Pesach and the halachas of 
the shlamim, as far as how they're offered, are identical essentially. And and so the Korban Pesach is almost like a subcategory of shlamim, if you will. So if it can't be brought as a Pesach, it could and should be brought as a shlamim. And therefore, if Arab Pesach is gone, now you're on Pesach property, and you had this animal that was consecrated as a Pesach, no problem, bring it as a shlamim. That's the right thing to do. And therefore, when we say shlol lishmo, if you bring the animal now, in mind that it should be shlamim, that's a kosher offering. And the Torah says, don't do kosher offerings on Pesach while in possession of chametz, says Rabbi Shimon. And therefore, Chayev, if you had chametz in your possession, and you shechted that erstwhile Pesach, now it's a shlamim, you'll be Chayev, you'll be liable because you did a proper offering. Ushar kol as for other kinds of korbanos, so the general rule is, if you do it shalolishmo, if you do it for the wrong category, still the offering is valid. So again, you've, you bring, you were going to bring a shlamim and you think it's an ola, or you're going to bring it all, you think it's a shlam, etc., etc. So then the offering is valid, meaning the kohanim can still eat that offering. It's just that if you had to bring, if you committed, made a nether, you're going to bring a, shlam, a shlamim and you, it was offered as an ola, you won't get credit. You have to bring a new a new offering to fulfill your, your commitment, etc. That's true for all korbanos, the exception being the korban pesach and the chatas. Those two shlolish more puzzle together. And therefore, the missionary says, Ushar kol on, we're talking about Uvamoed, during the holiday of Pesach, when it comes to all other animal sacrifices besides the Korban Pesach, and we'll see in a moment, and the Chattas, whether you offered it with the right category in mind, or you offered it or slaughtered it with the wrong category in mind, it doesn't matter. Chayev, if you have Chametz in your possession, you will be liable to Malchus lashes because that offering was valid. The fact that you had the wrong thought of Shlolishmo, the wrong category of mine, doesn't invalidate it. And therefore, you did an offering, valid, the offering is legitimate, but you were wrong in doing that while in the owning chametz. And that being the case, you'll be liable for Malka's lashes by you transgressed the verse that says, Don't offer Dam Zivchi, the blood of my offering, any offering on Pesach, while in possession of owning chametz. Chutz menachatas, with the exception being the chatas, because the chatas offering, as I just said, needs to be done lishmo. If it's not done for the sake of a chatas offering, the offering is invalid, and therefore it's not an offering, it has to be burned, and therefore you can't call it an offering in the first place, it was not a shechita, and that being the case, the chatas, shashachat shalol lishma, the chatas that was slaughtered for a category of offering other than the sin offering, is not a valid offering, therefore it's not considered to be mizabeachet, you didn't shecht it properly, you didn't offer it properly, and therefore you're not over the love of to bring an offering, which you didn't bring because it wasn't a valid bringing of the offering while in possession of chametz.